Tonight, we are so blessed, so blessed to have Mary here. Um, let me tell you just a little something, just more on the personal side. Most of you guys know that every time I get up here, I try to be real. I try not to pretend. I try to just blah, you know, tell you guys what I, some of the struggles I go through. And one thing I struggle with is being, um, I'm, I'm very guarded. You might not expect that about me, but I'm very guarded. I am very careful when I'm talking to people, and I, I tend to, to uh, close up a little bit. I'm, I'm pretty extroverted, and I, I don't mind talking to people, but there is a wall. And I will say that from the moment I met Mary, there was something about her that I just felt safe. I felt secure. There was just something about her genuineness, her authenticity that just, I, I, I never feel guarded around you, Mary, ever. Um, and that's, uh, that's a big deal coming from me. Um, she is an awesome woman of God. I'm, I'm reminded of the, the Bible that says that David was surrounded with men whose hearts God had touched. And that is Mary. God has touched her heart. And every time I'm with Mary, God touches my heart through her. And so I'm so happy. You guys, we are so blessed to have her. Everybody give her a big hand. So good to be here. We love Sean and Becca and um, actually have known them, I don't even know how many years, but back when Sean was like a youth pastor at, what was the name of the church way out there? At Word of Life. Yeah. So like way back in the day, he was like in the youth group, like working under one of the guys. And so anyway, so we've just watched their journey and um, just loved who they are and loved the way that they love Jesus. Um, before I show a video to you, I just want to testify of something, Okay. Um, so that you could have some joy and rejoice with me. But you know how sometimes God just likes to surprise us. So I'm the, the youngest of three, came from a single-parent home. The best thing that happened in my life was somebody invited my mom to church, and she found Jesus, and so we found Jesus. And um, she began to follow the Lord, and the Lord gave us a family within the family of God. And that was, we needed that so bad. My mom's a little Korean lady. Anyways, um, my dad left. I was the youngest of three. He left when I was a baby. I saw him off and on um, when he would come to my, his, his um, grandma's house for Christmas or something like that. So maybe like once a year at the most kind of a thing. But anyways, um, I have six kids. He does it. He's seen three of them when my grandma died, but he doesn't know any of them. And then he doesn't know my other three, you know, kind of a thing. But just on, what was that, Wednesday night? Wednesday, I turned 49. It was my 49th birthday. And so my, we were, had to be at an equip event in Michigan. We just flew back in today. And so anyways, I wouldn't have even thought to ask the Lord to ever get to spend a birthday with my dad. I would have never even thought to ask because that wouldn't even be something possible. But um, on Wednesday night, I went out and my dad treated me to a birthday dinner. Um, yeah. At 49 years old, I had a birthday dinner with my dad, and I just thought, you know, God, I just am in awe of your faithfulness. You didn't have to do that. I never would, but it was like you just chose to give me this gift. You know, my dad still doesn't know Jesus yet, but um, anyways, I just, I think that um, he never wants to stop surprising us, and I think sometimes we give up on things, but he doesn't give up on things. And he's always working, even when we don't think he's working. And so I just want to encourage you with that. Um, let's pray, and then I'm going to have them show you this video. Father, I just, I thank you that you are always for us. 
I thank you for these sisters in the room with me that we're all your girls. We're all a part of this family together. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your faithfulness, God. We thank you that we not only need you, but we want you. Thank you for every girl here tonight because it just shows that they want you more. They value your presence. They value the coming together. So I just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would speak to each one of us. We're here to receive from you. Father, I pray that you would have your way, that you would be magnified. That you would change the way that we see. Thank you that when we draw near to you, you draw near. Thank you that you're here right now. In Jesus' name, amen. So watch this little video clip real quick. My lie is, I think that I have to stay busy in order to be effective for God. I'm a mistake and I should have never been born. I am not lovable. My personality is too strong and aggressive. Childish. Not worthy. I believed I could never be good enough. I'm not wanted and I'll never amount to anything. I am not good enough. I have nothing to offer. You are not good enough. I am overweight. No one wants you around. I am different and I don't fit in. The world would be better off without me. I'm not good enough and I can't work hard enough. Unusable. Unforgiven. You have to be perfect. Okay, so um, those are those are friends of mine, and uh, I had a um, hundred women, a hundred members from Life Mission, and I pulled the women and I said, I want you to write down um, a lie that you have believed, right? And so, and then I want you to write down a truth of what what the Lord has spoken to you about that lie. But anyways, it was amazing to me. A hundred women. And that was some of the top, like just over and over, like across the board, these lies, right? And it was so amazing. Um, and that question that started that video is, what, what lies have you believed? And some of the things they said is a mistake, or I'm not lovable. I have the wrong personality. I'm not worthy. Not good enough. Nothing to offer. Unwanted. Different. I don't fit in. Unusable. Unforgivable. And imperfect. Can any of you in this room relate to any of those lies? Anybody? Let's just raise our hands if we can relate. Have we ever felt like this? Okay, look around. You see that? We all have, right? And here's the thing that I was, I was asking myself. This was back in the fall. I was asking myself, why is that? Why is it so prevalent? Why are so many saying, I don't fit, I don't belong, I don't, I'm not enough, I'm different? Absolutely. Each person on the planet, there's no two alike. We are different. That's to be celebrated. That's unbelievable. Why are we feeling like that's not a good thing? Like, what's making us feel that way? And I started just thinking about from the time I was in kindergarten and just different rejection you start encountering at school and that feeling of wanting to fit but not feeling like you fit. And, and where was that feeling come coming from, right? Are feelings right and wrong? No, they're just feelings, right? They're pathways, um, and hopefully they're pathways that lead us to seek out truth, that lead us to who our God is, right? To process life and to see things from his view. But anyways, what if, if we all have this common thing, this common feeling as women, maybe even from the youngest of times that we have felt in our lives like we aren't enough, we're different, we don't fit, we don't belong, somehow we don't have what it takes, like where would that lie come from? And so then I was just thinking about um, what if our destiny 
is found in who we are and who we belong to. And because it's found there in who we are and who he is, then that's where he wants, the enemy wants to keep us from. He doesn't want us to know fully who we are or whose we are, right? And so because of that, he puts forth this undercurrent in the women's lives, right? In these girls' lives and all of us. And so he's been lying, right, since the Garden of Eden. And I was thinking about how in the garden he says to Eve, you know, oh, you can't eat from that. Well, if you eat from this, you're going to be like God. Now, what is, tr- what is true? If she ate from that, was she going to be like God? Or was she going to be like the enemy, disobeying God? Do you know what I mean? So she was already made in the image of God. She was already like God. Yet he was saying, hey, if you do this, you'll be like God. But actually it was to make her like him in a sense, right? Isn't that amazing to think about? So from the very beginning, we start seeing these little undercurrents of lies. And the one lie I want to address tonight is the, is the undercurrent that I don't belong. I don't fit. I, I just, you know, I'm not enough kind of a thing. And um, we have to wake up to the reality that the enemy of our souls is a liar and he's an accuser and every day he's going to lie to us. And we have to recognize the undercurrent so that we see it for what it is. I wish Eve would have said, no, I walk and talk with God every day. No, I'm already like him. He made me in his image, right? But instead, I mean, like even think about the lies that, that the enemy told Jesus, you know what I mean? And things like that, even when he was tempting him or it's just amazing to, to, to start noticing that kind of stuff in Scripture. But if we don't know the truth, this is your blank. You guys have these little fill-in-the-blank sheets, okay? That's so that you don't fall asleep on me, okay? <laughs> We're going to do this together. If we don't know the truth, that's your blank you're going to write in. If we don't know the truth, we will believe the lies every time. We'll believe the lies about ourselves and about others if we don't know what the real truth is. And truth really shifts everything when we build our lives upon the truth of God. The enemy only comes to still kill and destroy. He's a liar, and he does it one lie at a time. So we have to keep asking ourselves, and we need to train our girls. We need to train our friends, right? We need to train our thoughts. When we, when we, when we truth or lie, like, ooh, where did that come from? Like, you know what I mean? Whatever that that thing that just whispered in your ear, settled on your heart, or you woke up feeling that way. Wait, what is that? Is that a truth or a lie? Like, what's going on here, right? And we have to think about it because how I feel at any given moment is not who I am. And we have to know that, girls, because, man, we are hormonal, crazy creatures. No, we're awesome. We're awesome creatures, but we are hormonal and crazy sometimes too, right? And, um, you know, sometimes you just feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm such a mess. My house is a wreck, you know, and you're just, instead of, I'm a child of God, I have a messy house, all of a sudden, the world has come to the end. I am a mess and everything, you know what I mean, like, I'm a wreck. And so we take that identity on ourselves when that's really not what's, so we have truth or lie. Okay, I'm your daughter, house is a mess, need to tackle that. You know what I mean, like, see it in the right perspective, right? So, I, in this statement, I don't belong, it is a lie at the root. And it was kind of fun because um, I felt like it was the theme God gave me for our women for the year. And we made these t-shirts. Um, it's actually a t-shirt company. So if you, if you want one, you can totally get it. There's like all different styles of shirts. You go to the women's page and it has the irreplaceable clothing link and you go and order them from this lady. That's awesome. Um, if you want one of those, I bought one for my daughter, her birthday. She's seven and she's getting ready uh, my youngest is adopted from Ethiopia, and she's going to turn um, 
eight at the end of March. And so I have her little baseball tee all waiting that says you belong on it. And I'm so excited to give it to her uh, for her to uh, to wear because we do tell her that a lot because she's adopted just so that she knows. Honey, you know you belong. You belong in this family, right? Because we need to remind ourselves. And sometimes, you know, you might go to, you might have come tonight and just felt like, I don't know if I want to go for sure. I don't really belong. Where is that feeling coming from? And what is that lie? You know, and let's look at it tonight. So we're going to look at some definitions of belong. These are just things I grabbed out of a dictionary. So the definition of belong is with to, to be the property of, to be owned by someone. Someone's your blank. Okay? So belong, to be the property of, to be owned by someone. And then the next one was with, with, to go together with, to be a part of something else. So belong at root is the word be, right? The word be, and so its definition or whatever was to have the quality of being. So to have the quality of being. Is it ever, could it ever be true that I don't belong? No, because belonging is the quality of being. It's to be owned by somebody, right? To belong with someone, right? And that's what we're going to look at. So Psalms 24.1 says this. Girls, if it's up on the screen, say it with me, Okay. Ready? Here we go. The earth is the Lord's and all it contains, the world and those who dwell in it. Okay, so the earth is whose? Awesome. And, and, and all it contains, the world and who? Yeah, those who dwell in it. So here's your truth that you're going to write down because I'm going to give you three truths tonight. The truth is that each and every... Each and every one of us, those who dwell in the earth, belong to God. And you don't ha- do you have to be a Christian and know about Jesus to belong to God? Nope. Nope. And that's what's so beautiful about these shirts, I feel like, because when we begin to know who we belong to, then we carry that message everywhere we go. That we know, we begin to see people differently. We value differently because we know, oh, wow, you belong to God. I belong, you belong too. You know what I mean? There's none of all this whole... Our society is so crazy right now because we don't know this understanding that actually, oh, the earth is the Lord and all it contains, the world and all those who dwell in it. I don't care how far you are from God. You are precious to God and you belong to him. So we need to see every single person that we come in contact with in our lives, in our communities, in our workplaces with the value and the beauty of who our God is, right? So here we go. Um, it says in Genesis 1:27, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So who made us? All right. And whose image are we made in? His own image, right? In the image of God, he created male and female. Humans bear the image and likeness of God as male and female. And then this way, we are called to make visible our invisible God on earth, right? We're, we're, we're carriers of his presence everywhere we go. We're carriers of his goodness. He is a God of love. He is loving. We are made to be loving. And when we walk outside of that way in that bent in which we're made to be in his image, then we're miserable. Can you testify of that? When we're ugly, sometimes you ever just need a break from yourself when your attitude's wrong. You're like, Could I just get out of myself for a minute because I'm just like, I don't even like myself, 
right? Sometimes, do you ever feel that way? Okay, just me. <laughs> um, all right, so here we go. It says, um, with diversity, we are called not only to re- reflect the image and likeness of God, but we represent God in the stewardship of his good and wonderful creation. We're image bearers. I, I just love to think about that. We were singing that song, that first song we started, and it was saying, I am yours, I am yours. Is that how it was going, kind of? And I just was like, that is the most restful statement of my life. To just, oh gosh, I don't belong to myself. I just get to belong to you. Like, what more could I ask? I have this God who is completely for me, who is abundant in loving kindness, who is generous, who is full of compassion, who is just, right? Who is merciful, who is all wisdom, who is peace when I need peace. It's not peace isn't a matter of of things going right and circumstances being all right. Peace is a person, and I hang on to him. I have this God, and he is a refuge. He is a strength. He is, a, he is my portion. He is my inheritance. He is my shield. He is all these things, right? And so when I just sit there and go, ah, I get to belong to you, like someone who just never gives up on me. And you know that scripture that says, I am convinced that nothing can separate me from the love of God, right? And it says all these things, demons, height, death, anything created, anything can separate me from the love of God. But it says, I am convinced. And I do that a lot. Whenever I'm like just frustrated with myself, Abba, convince me again. Convince me again. Because when we look at our shortcomings and our failings, it doesn't change how he feels about us. And so we need to shift over into, God, I, I need to see how you see again. Convince me again. Because when I start to see, oh my gosh, look who I belong to. I get to have you. Every day you're for me. Every day you say you'll lead me in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Every day you come alongside me to guide me, to direct me, to comfort me. You are, he's wonderful, he's counselor, right? He's mighty God, he's everlasting father, he's prince of peace. He is our comfort. We want to run to the pantry to get comfort, or to the freezer and get that thing of ice cream, or go watch my Netflix, or things like that, but he is that God that wants to be fully comfort, and I think that's such a beautiful thing about us as girls. We're all different, but we're all in his image. We all belong to him, right, and it's such a great thing. So we have all these emotions, but let those emotions tell us to turn to him and say, oh, but you're what I need. Convince me again. Tell me again who you are, so I'll know who I am. Tell me again about your love and your, your affections for me. You know what I mean? It's like it changes who we are. And I think our world, it's all about measuring up, performing, um, accomplishing, being, do you, you know, all that we do. No, no, we're not loved on a basis of what we do. It doesn't, it's not, it's not, it's not according to our goodness. It's just because who he is. We get this. We get to be loved by someone who we can do nothing to make him love us more and nothing to make him love us less. That's a powerful, that's a powerful thing. So I want you guys to say, I was created by God. He made me in his image and likeness to be an image bearer. My value comes from my maker. I am here on purpose for a purpose. Yeah, so he made us to be an image bearer, to be. Our identity comes in being and beholding him, not in performing, not in doing.
okay? So when it says be still and know, we got to pull those reins back a lot, girls. Because when we get all in a frenzy and all in our wound up states, I don't know about you guys, but I seem to do that. (laughs) We just have to pull back and go, oh, yeah, I am yours. Let's have that restful declaration. I am yours. All my days, all my days, I get to be yours. That's awesome. That's an awesome truth. Okay, so here we go. It says this in Isaiah 64, 8. But now, O Lord, you are our Father. Who is our Father? Amen. We are the clay, you are the potter, and all of us are the work of your hand. So here's your truth. You ready? I was not only created by God, sure fill it, but I was shaped on purpose by God. And I brought a couple of things tonight to show you guys. And my girls went to, I've got six, but my two girls that are out of high school, um, they went to Olathe South. And so um, Nicole made this one. I think Kayla made this one. I'm not sure. There's no initial on the bottom. But they, they each, when they were at Olathe South, went through ceramics. And ceramics was so cool because, like, literally I remember going there, and it's like they had the whole wheel, the clay. You know, they put it on there. They had to form it. They had to do it all, fire it, glaze it, all the different steps to make it usable. But we can use them. And these are years old now, and, and yet they're treasures in my house, right? And they, they're made on purpose. They were formed. There's not another one in the world like this, because it, it was formed by my daughter's hand. Isn't that so cool? And, and how cool of their different functions, totally functioned for different things, yet used every day in my house and delighted in every day. I, I, they're treasures to me. And so it's so cool to realize that what does the scripture say in Isaiah 64? But now, O oh Father, O oh Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay. You are the potter. All of us are the work of your hands. Okay, girls, it takes intentionality. When, when I want to make this, I can't use the technique that was used to make this. It took intentionality. It took purpose and, and, and crafting and forming and molding to make the different things the way that they are. Um, and I think that that's such a beautiful thing that when we, when we realize and we acknowledge, do we get to disagree with who our maker is. Because some of us might say, oh man, I really wanted to carry hot coffee for her. Right? Isn't that a little silly? Do you see how the enemy wants us to do that? He formed us. We're made by God on purpose for a purpose. We can't help but fulfill that function the more we know whose we are, who we belong to, and we just yield. It's not something we have to strive. He's the one. We're, we're the clay. He's the potter. He formed us with that purpose, and that's such a beautiful thing. In 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 8, it says this. It says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Okay? So this is like Clay pots, I've heard it said before in different versions. Okay, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. So these vessels are containers, they're carriers. And we, the Bible refers to us as we are an earthen vessel, right? We're formed of dust, of the, of the clay of earth and all that stuff. We have this treasure. What's the treasure? The spirit of the living God. And we carry it. So when he comes to live inside us, we're these carriers, we're these containers of the spirit 
of the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, it dwells in me. And so many times we see ourselves like this. But, oh, no, no, no. We are not like this. We are image bearers and carriers, right, of the spirit of the living God. It says, we're an earthen vessel so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. So I think it's so great how I could drop this and it would break, right? They're fragile. We have to, and that's, we're kind of fragile, aren't we? So that the power will be of God and not from ourselves. It's okay. We're exactly who we're supposed to be. We've got all kinds of emotions at any given day. We've got all kinds of limitations. That's not a bad thing, that we're different. There's not two people in this room alike, not two matching fingerprints in the whole um, world. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. And so if each of us, what if each of us begin to value, whoa, I can't be anybody else than who you've made me. I get to be one of a kind. I get to be me, right? And, and, and then and all of a sudden I see my, my sister sitting next to me, and I'm like, oh, we are so different. I and, and you are exactly who he made you to be. I want to know who that is. That's so different. We think so different. Wow, that's awesome. And you, oh, wow, you can do this, and I could never do that. Wow. So we begin to see each other and value each other differently because all of a sudden we realize, oh, you're not supposed to be exactly like me. You're supposed to be complete because you are a masterpiece, right? Ephesians 2.10, where his workmanship created again in Christ Jesus to do good works that he prepared in advance for us to do. We each have purpose. And if you're trying to be somebody else, who's going to be you? Each of you are irreplaceable. Each one is so valuable. I'm going to read it in the Amplified real quick. It goes on. It says, but we have this precious treasure in unworthy earthen vessels of human frailty. Can we embrace our humanity? Let's embrace it. Sometimes I feel like people, our culture has so tainted us to feel like, oh, I have to be able to do it all, and I have to be able to have a Pinterest house, and I have to be able to cook these kind of meals, and I have to be able to do this kind of party for my kid, or whatever it is. Who says? Knock it off. We are each free. There is no other Mary Sprague on the planet. I might as well just enjoy that I am yours and I get to just be me. And then those people that are really good at certain things that I just am not good at, I get to go, oh, you are so great at that. Come help me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come over here and, 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 and show me how to do this or show me how to work this computer because I can't figure it out, you know, or show me how to do this on my phone. Like, it's just ridiculous. Sometimes I'm like, I am just, I am human frailty right here, right here. But here's the good news, so that, okay, earthing that, so that, so then we can glory in our weakness because then we know he gets to be seen even more. He is like pouring through all those cracks and those crevices, right, in our lives. It says, so that the grander and surpassing greatness of the power will be shown to be from God, his sufficiency and not from ourselves. We are pressured in every way ever feel that way? Hedged in, but not crushed, perplexed, unsure of finding a way out, but not driven to despair, hunted down and persecuted, but not deserted to stand alone, struck down, but never destroyed. It was really great because um, I was preparing these notes to speak to the women at our church, and I was running on the treadmill, and the Lord had really given me the you belong thing, and I remember thinking, okay, God, um, 
oh no, what if I don't deliver it well? Or what if, you know, what if I, what if it doesn't come out right and all that stuff? And as I'm running on the treadmill, I just heard so clearly, Mary, you never have to perform. You just get to be poured out. And, 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 and I giggled, I laughed as I ran on the treadmill because I was like, I just, I just love who you are, God. I just love your design and I love your wisdom and that you're brilliant and, and it's not about me. And I can trust that you are filling me, putting into me as I'm seeking you. And all I got to do is go and be poured out. So even when we were driving here in the car, I started praying for y'all. And I was like, I feel about as dead as dead as Nornell. You know what I mean? Like I just, but God, your spirit is in there. And just pour out what you want to pour out on these girls tonight and encourage them. So we better keep moving on here. We were, we were not made to perform. We were made to carry and be poured out. And there's freedom there. I'm yours, God. Fill me and pour me out. That's, I just get to be a carrier. I'm a carrier. I'm, I'm a vessel. And that's so fun. And you're the great one. I'm, I'm this human frailty so that your power can be seen. Your goodness. Your love. Because I don't have enough in myself. If I look to myself, ugh, we're all going down. But if I look at who he is, I'm like, ugh. You are patient, you are gracious, you are enduring, you never give up on us, God. It's so awesome we get to belong to him. Okay, here's the truth. Write it down. Regardless of how I have felt or what I have experienced or what I have believed, I have never not belonged. Regardless of how I felt or what I've experienced or what I have believed, I have never not belonged. Not a day in my life, right? says this in Psalms 139, 13 to 14, for you formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Does your soul know it very well tonight? Is that our declaration? I give thanks because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Fearfully. That word fear, you know how it says the fear of the Lord? It's that all that reverence. I am like awesome, fearfully and wonderfully made. Awe and, and wonder is all The way our bodies function is genius. God is genius. Every part of us is genius. Every shape, every size, every gifting, every talent, every ability, we, don't, we can't take credit for any of it. He formed us. He put everything in you that he needed in you for you to accomplish the purpose he has for you. And your job is to be filled with him and poured out, using those things that he already put in you. And I love that. So our job is really to stay close to him and listen, right? And let him guide us, not try to do it our own way. Okay, here we go. It says this. Um, I want you to say, I belong to God. He made me wonderful. I am wonderful. Is it okay to not agree with God? No, but sometimes do we not agree? Right? And I just want to call our hearts into attention and say, God, if I have had self-hatred, if I have despised who I am, one of the girls said, I'm different, my personality is too strong, or, or the different things that different ones said. No, actually, he gave you your personality on purpose. And so it's the right bent, the right arena of who he has you. Maybe he made you to work with kids. Maybe he made you to teach. Maybe he made you to, to 
be the most awesome baker that just blesses your community and those that are neighbors. And you, you just don't even know. So it's like all these things we get to discover as we grow. And then every day we're like, okay, how, do I, how am I poured out today? It's such a good, beautiful expression. But we have to get in agreement with him. You formed me. You wove me. You purposed me. Right? And it says, I am fearfully and wonderful made. I will give thanks and my soul will know it. Our emotions, our mind, and our will will know it very well. So I am not worthless. I am wonderful. Say that. Do you ever feel worthless? Okay. So when we feel worthless, what do we say? I'm not worthless. I'm wonderful. I'm yours, God. You want me. You made me for yourself. I was never made to live apart from relationship with God. That's a beautiful thing. I'm not an accident or aimless. Say that one. And then write down next on your notes, Jeremiah 29, 11. We know that one. I know the plans you have for me. They're for good and not evil to give me a future and hope. And then write down Psalms 139, 16. That's the one that says all my days were numbered for me in your book before even one came to be. Here's another one that we feel sometimes that we don't agree with God. We, I just feel so alone. God's just so far. Is it true or is it a lie? Yeah. He says, I'll, I'm with you. He says, abide in me and I in you. Apart from me, you can do nothing. He says, he says, fear not for I am with you, right? He says, I will never leave you or forsake you. So if we feel alone, is it true? So our feelings might feel alone, but how I feel at any given moment is not who I am. I'm a child of God. My God is with me. He never leaves me. The Bible actually says in Psalms that he hems me in before and behind, and he's laid his hand on me. Wow, such knowledge is too great for me to realize. Will you uphold me? You support me. You help. You're ever-present. We're studying refuge right now uh, as girls, and, and just the realization of, oh, you're my refuge. That means in the midst of my kid melting down, or in the midst of all this stuff going around me, I have to learn how to lean into your spirit because your spirit dwells inside me. So I've got to hold tight my spirit when I want to rise up, manifest or something, get crazy mama. And I need to say, okay, I want to find refuge in you. I got to find refuge in the moments. That's what I'm working on this month is, Lord, let me see you and find refuge in you in the moments of chaos. Okay, I'm not unloved. Romans 5, 8, Romans 8, 38, Right? Nothing can separate me, and he demonstrated his love. I'm not defeated. How many of you ever feel like a failure or defeated? Okay, he doesn't just call us conquerors, right? He calls us more than conquerors. So am I going to believe him, or am I going to believe how I feel? And that's why the word of God is so important for us. I am not unneeded. How many of you guys have ever thought, nobody needs, I'm not needed. I don't need to go. I don't have anything to bring. Anybody feel like that ever? Okay, it's a lie. So we got to recognize the lie and not side with that. We've got to side with our maker, right? And it says, the eye can't say to the hand, I have no need of you, right? It says, each part of the body is indispensable. Every single girl at every table in this body of Journey Church, you guys are an awesome, strong sisterhood. And each, there's not one that's the same as somebody else. Wow. Because life would really get boring if we were all clones, wouldn't it? So how cool is that, that we each offer something, we all bring a synergy, different gift mixes, and each is needed. But you're needed to be who God made you to be. You're not needed to be Sally, or you're not needed to be Becca. 
we need you to be you because God made you perfect, exactly who, and he destined and he put all kinds of awesome things in you. So 1 Corinthians 12, 15 to 21 talks about that. I am an image bearer. I cannot be anything else. I am made to reflect his glory. I'm an image bearer. I can't be anything else because I didn't design myself. I don't belong to myself. I am not my own. I'm bought with a price. I glorify and I honor him with my body, right? So we all belong to him. And we just have to realize that when you wake up in the morning, it doesn't matter how you feel. When you look in that mirror, I'm an image bearer. I carry the presence of the living God in this temple, in this earthen vessel today. As I go to school, as I go to work, as I deal with my kids and pack lunches in the morning, whatever you're doing, it's so awesome. So I'm not only that, but I'm his child and his daughter. First Corinthians, I mean, First John 3, 1 says this. It says, see how great a love the Father has bestowed on us that we would be called children of God. And such we are. For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know him. So we're children of God. So we're not just image bearers, but we're children of God. Okay, he's our daddy, and it will never change. We're adopted into his family. We belong. Now, we can live like an orphan in the house if we allow our mindset to believe lies. Or we can know, no, I, I not only bear his image, but I bear the name, and I'm fully adopted. I'm fully loved. I fully belong, right? Belonging is a state of being and belonging to somebody. And that's what we've come to see today, just to solidify that in our lives. It says this, see how great a love the Father has bestowed that we would be called children of God and such we are. For this reason, the world does not know us because it does not know him. But I want to take it a step further, okay? The world definitely does not know that we belong to God, that we've been made in his image, obviously, because they don't know him. But I want to say, if you don't feel like you know who you are, if you don't know that you belong, maybe it's because you're not knowing him to the depth and degree that he wants you to know him, okay? The reason we don't know who we are is because we don't know whose we are. And we've got to work on just the whose. i got to look at you today. Wait, who are, tell me about yourself. As we look in the scripture every day and we, and we ponder and we meditate on who our God is, then we begin to say, oh, oh, like I'm adopted into you. Like I have the best dad ever, right? All, all of my days, he's the lover of my soul. So the more, here's another blank. The more we know who we belong to, our identity is firmly rooted in Christ because he is the truth. He's the way, the truth, and the life, right? And so we have got to know the truth. We've got to know him so that we know who we are, that our identity is rooted in him. In this First uh, John 3, 1, I want to point out to you one thing that it's our job. And this is about knowing who we, whose we are. It says this, see. That's our job. We got to see. What does that mean? See. Okay, see how great the love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called. So to see is every day we get to perceive, to discover, to pay attention, to behold, to experience, to have regard for, to cherish. Every day, we, we get this adventure. I want to see you today. I want to see how great your love is. Convince me again today of your love. Oh, when I see you, then I realize not only do I need you, I just want you, God. There's nobody kind as you. 
There's no one as gracious as you. There's no one who refreshes me like you. There's no one who loves and brings comfort and is peace like you, right? So our job is to see. I'm going to show you something now um, as we look at this, this second part of the video. I was knitted together in my mother's womb. God chose me. I am not a mistake because God does not make mistakes. I am the beloved daughter of the Most High God. God created me unique for His purposes. Childlike. Redeemed. God loves me completely. I am the daughter of the King and I can do all things through Christ. God is more than enough and he calls me his own. I am equipped with everything I need because I am created in his image. God prepared me. I am created in the image of God. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Because I belong to God, I matter and I have something unique and valuable to offer. I am unique, created by God for a special purpose. God has a purpose and a plan for my life. I can relax, spend time with God, and really enjoy His presence, and things will still get done. I'm free in Christ, and I don't have to work hard to earn His love. Chosen and redeemed, there is grace. So I just wanted to show you the end part of that, because here's the deal, girls. We can be thirsty, and we can have a bottle of water right next to us, but if we don't drink the water, it's not going to quench our thirst. You can know truth, and you can have lies combating you every day. But if we don't take in the truth, if we don't wash our minds with the truth, if we don't speak forth and declare that truth to dispel that lie, then what we do is we allow that lie to have pref- precedence in our life, and, it, and it's not okay. That's not, that's not how we're made to live and to carry. It, 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 it keeps us bound. It keeps us suppressed. It keeps us heavy instead of being able to walk in freedom of who we are and just that delight of who our God is every day that we live. So um, I'm going to have you do something. Our destiny begins in belonging, and it, and it flourishes in a place of knowing who we belong to. So as you, as you go through the rest of this week and as you... Um, as you begin to read your word, to start looking at it. God, I just, every time I look in your word, let me see who you are. Okay, it's saying that you're my refuge. What does that look like? How can I picture that? How can I ponder that? What does that look like for me in the, in the day in, day out? When do I need refuge? Oh, I know when I need refuge. Okay, then show me how to find you there. Show me what that means. Like, let me, uh, a, a, a couple of weeks ago, I was meditating on um, a verse, and it was talking about him being our peace. And it said, um, it said to hold your peace. And I just chuckled as I sat there going, oh, you're saying hold, hold you because you're the prince of peace. So when you tell me you only need to hold your peace, you're saying, okay, just grab hold of me. So in that moment when you feel harried, just, oh, no, 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 I'm not alone. My peace is right here. I, I cling on to him. He doesn't let go of me. I won't let go of him. We start aligning our minds and our, and our thoughts and our hearts to encounter him in our days. And it's such a beautiful thing. I gave everybody a declaration card, and then I'm going to have you do something at your tables and, and allow you to have some table time. But I sent these home with our girls um, in January, and I had a whole bunch of extra. So what this is, is here's the deal. 
You can take this and you can never see it again. Or you could take it home and go, God, where should I put it? Is it going on my dashboard? I know it's kind of big, sorry. Um, is it going in my laundry room? Is it going over my kitchen sink? Is it going in my mirror? And I'm just going to make myself say that before I get in the shower every morning. I'm just going to thank you, God, that I'm a daughter of the great king, that you're my father and my God today. I thank you that even though the world may praise or criticize me, it doesn't matter because I'm yours. I don't live for that. I live for you, and I know I'm loved and accepted, and I belong to you. And it, it just attunes, it, it's like, it just attunes our heart again. Thank you that you're with me today, that you're guiding me today at my side, protecting me. I don't fear. I belong to you, and you are mine. I'm yours, and you're mine. And every time I have those insecure waves or those um, depressed waves or that defeated wave, I remind myself who my God is, and I remind myself what that means for me. I'm an heir with him, right? And so we're going to say this together. You ready? Let's declare it together. I, think, I feel like declarations are huge. Um, Rebecca was just telling me, she was telling me, do you know all the studies with declaration of what we say and the power of that? And I was like, oh, no, get up and tell us about that. And she goes, I don't remember how, you know, but it's powerful, okay? We're just going to know it's powerful. So here we go. Together, girls, let's declare it. I am a daughter of a great king. He is my father and my God. The world may praise or criticize me. It matters not. He is always with me, always at my side, guiding and protecting me. I do not fear because I am his and he is mine. Amen. So I want you to keep those, but I don't want you to throw them away. I want you to declare them. Let it be a declaration, at least for this month. Try it for a month, right? Let's try it for a month. And, and let's let it catch our daughters and catch our friends when they're, when they're speaking bad and agreeing with lies, even against them own selves, to say, oh, wait, truth or lie? What are you saying? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we're earthen vessels so that his power may be seen in us. So don't indict ourselves on our frailty or our humanity but realize, woo, that's on purpose because I carry this great treasure in this earthen vessel. And that's the best part of my days, right? So what I have on your tables is I, there's these little slips of cards. Do you guys see these little teeny slips, like a smaller than a piece of gum? Okay, so you're going to have some table time at your tables. And what those pieces of paper are for is I'm going to have somebody up and play the keyboard. So don't get too wrestly yet. Um, someone's going to come up and play the keyboard. And what you're going to do before you talk at your tables and stuff is you're going to, because you're going to just process together and pray together. But you're going to first ask Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I want one thing. If he gives you two, turn it over and write one on the back too, okay? And maybe it is a lie that you believe about yourself or a lie that the enemy's been playing. Because I think a lot of times the enemy tells us a lie, but a lot of times... We do our own self. We're, we tell our own self, You're, you can't do this. But the, but the scripture says, oh, I can, I can do all things through Christ. I'm not made to do this without Christ, right? So it's like, what do I even speak to myself as lies? Sometimes I don't even need the enemy to lie to me because I lie to my own self. And I say, you're a mess. And then I'm like, oh, no, no. I'm, I'm made in the image of God. I'm a joint heir with Christ, you know, right? So it's like, we're gonna just, I'm gonna pray and we're gonna ask Holy Spirit to speak to you. 
Father, we just invite you because your truth is what demolishes, disintegrates, obliterates the lies. And we're thirsty for your truth. So I just ask by your Holy Spirit that you would speak to each girl at least one word that they're to write down. And I just pray that if there's been self-hatred, even that has come through the way we were brought up, that we would renounce it and no longer stand in agreement with it. And we would repent and we would get in agreement with you that we truly are fearfully and wonderfully made. And we thank you for that. And we know it in our soul delights that we belong to you, Jesus. I'm going to go ahead and I want you to wait on the Lord when you finally, when you get whatever word you feel like the Lord would have you write down, that you write, you write down the lie. You're not writing the truth. You're writing down the lie. And what we have in the middle of your tables is we have a container of water. And that is the living water, okay? That is the water of the word. That is, Jesus is the truth. He's the word, right? And we have to submerge our lies in him. We don't get to just say, oh, okay, that's a lie, and then allow it to be there. No, no, there's only one thing to do with a lie, and that's to take it and bring it to the light, bring it to the truth, and to immerse it in what the Word says, right? And so I'm going to have you, when you're ready and you've gotten your thing, um, to put it in that center. And I want you to see and watch as you guys share a little bit at your table, maybe what God spoke to your heart about, what stood out to you most or what you related to most. Maybe you want to share what you wrote on your piece of paper. Maybe you don't. But by the end of your time, I want you guys to pray for one another, right? But I want you then, when you're done, to look in your vase and to see what has happened when you take a lie and you put the water of the Word with it, okay? Okay.